0: On TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. You are watching Ticker today. My name is Aaron Young. Today we're discussing China's economic growth in the short to medium term. For more, we're joined by Andrew Sullivan from Asian Market Sense. And Andrew, we're speaking about how China has been recovering as a place to do business for the West as well. Talk to us about how you think that businesses are currently viewing China post-COVID.
1: Well, I think one of the important things, as we were just saying, is the fact that China used to be the manufacturing base of the world and it was a chief place to manufacture. Trade has now been weaponized. And so it's still an important market. There's 1.4 billion people there. It's an important market. But a lot more companies are looking at their China operations as being selling into China rather than China being the export basis for the rest of the world.
0: Is that why you're seeing these CEOs heading there? Are they more concerned, Western CEOs heading there? Are they more concerned about losing China as a market if relations between the United States and China get any worse? Or are they more concerned about China being the manufacturing hub to get that stuff out and to be sold to the West?
1: Well, it's, it's obviously a, a, a combination of the two. But I do think that, uh, yes, China is now becoming the the market that people are looking at and as we were saying earlier you know china has developed a, a very uh, large middle class and obviously if you look at the retail statistics the rich in china are the ones that are buying most of the goods that um, people want to sell so it's always going to be an important market but it's no longer necessarily going to be the export market because you know trade sanctions have actually hurt that but you know companies million people, 1.4 million consumers, that's what people are interested in.
0: Yeah, and they've been talking about a circular economy for quite some time, but they're not quite there yet, right? Um, The other aspect as well, of course, is the war in Ukraine, the relationship with Russia, Xi and Putin. You mentioned in our last segment about the issues that were going on between um, communist China. didn't exactly work out from a Soviet perspective But now it seems that Russia and China are back. They've been able to settle their long-term differences. What do you think the future looks like as this kind of socialist uh, version? You've got Xi being called a dictator by accident, it seems, by Joe Biden. What do you think the relationship is? If Soviet China didn't work, what will the new version be with Russia?
1: Well, I think if you look back historically, then, you know, Russia... Twenty years ago was obviously in the commanding position. Uh, that has changed because of the West's relationships with Russia, and, and that's changed much more dramatically with the, you know, invasion of Ukraine and the, the sanctions against Russia. Um, so China, reality—the reality is that its communism is being shown to work, but it doesn't mean that it will ever, you know, continue to work. So, you know, Xi is there. We saw a change in the party probably three years ago when they stopped putting the economy first and put the party first. So you've got many more uh, committees involved in running companies or in investigating companies. We saw the turn back of the very successful e-commerce businesses of Macau, of education, private tutoring. The party decided that it was going to change policy. That has made it very difficult for businesses to operate in China because you suddenly realize that there is a political risk there. As far as the party is concerned, though, it's just wanting to make sure that its communism continues uh, and it wants to set up a new system. It doesn't want to. It wants to modernize, but it doesn't want to westernize. uh, And it wants to show that communism can work. The reality at the moment, though, with the economy slowing is that that's being put in doubt.
0: Yeah, really interesting point. Um, talk about the fact that there are recession fears. What's happening in China at the moment economically? And what do you think the weak spots in China's economy are right now?
1: Well, I think, you know, over the last three or four years, China realised that it's actually property was tying up a load of money, a load of cash that was sitting there, uh, and it was being speculative. On The the party wanted to get into more modernised markets, uh, Industry, It wanted to go up the, the uh, information change. It wanted to go up the value chain as far as manufacturing was concerned and get into tech. But tech takes a long time. And you can invest money in it, but it takes a long time. I mean, you, we mentioned again earlier TSMC, you know, it spends more on R&D than, than China does. And, and it's not going to wait for China to catch up. It's going to continue pushing the boundaries out there. China has also been hamstrung by the fact that the Americans won't let it, the, the most modern technology go into China. So it's tried to switch from a, basically a property-driven economy, which was very important because if people buy houses, people buy fridges, people buy, you know, sofas, etc. It was about thirty percent of the GDP. If you slow that down, and, and confidence has been lost there because you know the private developers suddenly funding was taken away. Xi Jinping had three lines, three red lines. Yeah, he
0: and that doesn't exactly uh, assist with confidence in investing in China either. Andrew, we unfortunately have to leave it there. I could keep talking to you for quite some time. I hope to speak to you again here at Ticker. Okay, mate. Thanks for your time. And thank you for your time. That's the program for now. For more, head to TickerNews.com. i Aaron Young. I'll see you right after this.